Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box for Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! No! Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in Rotherham. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Um, where we talk about Rotherham United, obviously. Uh, happy days at Saturday, Saturday afternoon at New York Stadium. Plenty to cover. Still managers, managerless Rotherham United. Um, so we'll. I'm going to dive into all this nonsense. Uh, Mick, first of all, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, um, if, you, if, I, if you see me with my head tilted back for a lot of this, it's because I'm trying to keep all the beer inside that I've drunk this weekend. So, um, yeah, other than that, I mean, it's been a great weekend. I had a fantastic weekend, apart from about an hour and a half on Saturday afternoon when it all went wrong. Mm. Agreed. Best way to get over whatever an afternoon like is to spend spend it with people you like and that are funny and have a laugh. So, recommend that everybody. Joy, how are you? Uh, dressed in black for the occasion. <laughs> uh, after driving round about what was it a four hundred mile round trip in less than twenty four hours, I'm obviously very happy to be with you this evening. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, there's a lot to cover. There's a few people mentioning the Mick Rant. I think Mick Rant fans will be happy tonight. Um, I suspect there might be a couple, there'll be at least one. There might be a couple. Um, we've got Gumbo's with us, we said it was this point afternoon. Andy P says, Good evening, hope everybody's well. YouTube says, Good evening, um, hope we have some good news. Nope, <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, First of all, let's, I want to start by saying thank you to Lee. We, we, me and Mick and, and, and a few other people in the Swedes went to watch Lee McMahon today at nice. the Roadhouse, um, and he was excellent. We just want to give, he's not watching because he's on his Christmas too. Uh, we <laughs> wanted to tell everybody, if you don't, haven't, haven't done so already, go and check out LPMC on Spotify or iTunes, whatever, because he's great. Yeah. Um, let's get out of the way. Let's just talk about the referee. Let's just get it out of the way. Oh. Then we can have a chat about the manager situation, the goals, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Graham Lindley says, once again, the referee spoiled the game. Um, there was another comment I just can't find at the minute. E- well, see if Evening, guys. Ref rant. I'm going to start with you, Joy. And Mick. Mick can have his moment in a moment. Um, the referee had a poor game. Just for me, from start to finish, I, I don't think he was, he was very, very good. You could argue, though, that Ayala should know better with the first one. Uh, I think the second one, having watched it back, I don't think the second one's actually a yellow card. I don't think. Um, but technically, you could argue it either way. What were your thoughts on the big incident, really? Uh, it just spoiled the whole game, didn't it? I mean, let's be brutally honest. After 17 minutes, we all thought, what are we doing here? Yeah. Why are we sat here? We've got another 75 minutes of whatever to come, and we know what the outcome's going to be. So, I mean, you know... Everybody dropped. The crowd dropped. The players dropped. Everybody, you know, and that first half was a write-off. Granted, Ayala should have known better with the experiences we've had with refs this season. 
Mm. I mean, how many is that we've had sent off for picking the ball up? Is that the third? I think it's the third, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like, you know, we haven't had experience with this. And again, like I agree with you about the second one. But, you know, the mob-handed approach of the Swansea players, which, mm. on, you know, I didn't see many yellow cards for that. And it gave him a decision to be to make. Yeah. Wrong decision as we, you know. Yeah, it was soft because there was a very similar um, foul in the second half on one of our guys that went totally uh, un, uh, you know, remarked upon by the referee. And that's the issue, isn't it, Mick? Bloody consistency. And I'm sw sorry for swearing. It's consist or lack of consistency. You mm. know, it, we're starting to get, uh, well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm starting to get a really big chip on my shoulder being a Rotherham fan of, and referees because I'm thinking, mm. is it us? Is it us? Yeah. Is it Rotherham? Or is it just that we get the, you know, poor referees? I don't know when they're dealt, dished out every week. I, I just don't know. It's just what we're doing here, we're talking referees again. And we shouldn't yeah. be, should we? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I agree. This, that their first goal, you could have chalked it off for either offside or handball. Yep. I mean, I saw somebody said on Twitter, did that linesman have his eyes painted on? Correct. <laughs> you know, it, and by half time, everybody was like, mm. awful. Yeah, I agree. And it's one of those, Mick, that. I don't. We don't want to see yellow card. This is one of the things they brought in the start of the season. This is this new implementation, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it obviously ran hot for a few weeks. It's gone cold. I think. I think it's built back up. I read something a few weeks ago, a week or so ago that they're trying to bring back in this time wasting thing. Um, if you don't have to give a yellow card, people in the comments are right. By the letter of the law, it was a yellow card. You can't. You can't say the referee made a mistake. What you can say is that he didn't he didn't have to give that yellow card. What he could have done is said, right, I've seen that. If you do that again, that's it. You're, you're going to get a card. We weren't time-wasting in the seventh minute or whatever it was. It wasn't an issue of time-wasting. Obviously, it was an issue of trying to slow the game down, which warrants a converse, conversation. We don't... It happened to us, so it may, it's easier for us to come across as just bitter and angry and this that and the other but i just hate yellow cards like that and again i don't i'm not convinced the yellow, second one's a yellow card either i think the contact is fairly minimal to be honest with you i, I take a slightly different view for you there matt and and I, I agree that the ir's first yellow card was a yellow card by the letter of the law okay but unfortunately last week the week before the week before that and so on and so forth up until we go back as far as the blackburn game it's not been a yellow card um, so that's that's the major issue for me. We we started off the season with all good intentions. It's all going to get sorted out. It's all going to get done. It's going to carry on all through it, all the way through the season. Then it stops, and then all of a sudden, without warning, it starts again. And and that is unacceptable. You know, if you're going to bring in a specific set of uh, a me set method of dealing with um, a, 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 an infringement of the rules. And do it all the time, not just odd occasions, not just for six weeks. Then we'll have three weeks off and go back for another two weeks, and have another four weeks off because that's what's happening, and it's not good enough. It is not good enough, and the referees have only got themselves to blame when they're criticised for not implementing the rules properly and consistently, and that's the issue. So yes, it should have been a yellow card by the letter of the law this week. Tuesday might be a different story. And that's not good enough. And that is the problem. And it's not just Rotherham United. It's every single club in the Championship League, One League Two and the Premier League that are suffering the same way. Because these rules, laws, whatever you want to call them, have been made so complicated, so unnecessarily complicated, that every single referee seems to have a different interpretation of them and a different interpretation of a set of circumstances. And that can't be right. It can't be right for the referees. It can't be right for the players or the supporters. And, and as Joy said there, on 17 minutes, that game is dead. It's dead for nothing. For nothing at all. Unnecessarily so. 
you can argue if you want about the second yellow, whether or not it is a yellow. The referee is not giving that. He is not giving that yellow card. He's surrounded and bullied by four or five, probably four Swansea players, indicating that he should be given a yellow card. The same offence for which Fred was sent off earlier in the season. Not good enough. That That's just weak on behalf of the referee there. Um, I, I don't understand why that's a yellow. I genuinely don't. There's four, possibly five defenders covering. There's no, there's no issue whatsoever there. It's a foul. Absolutely, it's a foul. Is it a yellow? Is it a second yellow? Absolutely not. And I don't think the referee felt that until he was surrounded and bullied into giving it by the Swansea, Swansea players. So we can argue all day long whether or not it is a yellow or isn't. The bottom line is he only gave that, in my opinion, because he was bullied into it. But he shouldn't have been put in that position because last week he wouldn't have been in that position because the first yellow card wouldn't have been given. And, and and that is why it's so frustrating and so annoying. I mean, we'll come on to some of the other decisions in the in, in the game in a bit, some of which were, were just a joke. But the big the big talking point is is the is the two yellows for Ayala. And the first one I'm not going to complain about because that's what the law says. Second one, I don't think he's even given it. I don't think he's had any intention of giving a yellow card until he's bullied into doing so. And that's just weak. That is just weak. I, so. it, it, it'd be bucket if it was a cynical foul. I didn't think it was a cynical foul. I, I no. thought I, I did think it was. I did. I thought it was a genuine attempt for the ball. To be honest with you, but yeah. Well, I didn't know. What do was. I know? Yeah. Um, Brian says, like, like Roy Hodgson said, the game's going in the wrong direction. People yeah. turn their backs on it. Sadly, they are. Petty rules, then, says, Petty rules ruining football. And that's I, the, the the emphasis and the idea behind all these rules changes as far as the season was. Was was decent. It was it was a good idea to get rid of time wasting this that and the other. But it's just, it's just ruining games. It's just ruining unnecessarily ruining games. Matt, it's not. It's not if it's implemented all the time. Because but what it is, happens because is, people, it's, it's implemented are ruined because of the pet, pet because of these petty things. Yeah. No. Listen. I I I I'm all for it. I'm all for it. You know. I all are picking the ball, walking away with it. Give him a yellow card. But give it him last week. Give it him the week before and the week before that. And that's the issue. It's not done consistently. Even in games, in the same game, it's not consistent, let alone across different matches, across different leagues. How can that be right? It mm. can't possibly be right. Yeah. We, we are at least two points down this season because of decisions that are, are misinterpretation of, of the laws of the game by referees. It's just... It's mind-boggling. It is honestly. Mm. You know, we, we we're going to have another podcast just talking about <laughs> not, yes. non-football matters. Mm. Yeah. Um, few as you'd expect, there's splits of the comments. People saying it was it, they, they were both correct. Some people saying it didn't need to be done. That's 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 the beauty of football. There are differing opinions. Um, we'll, we're going to talk about other refereeing decisions later in a moment. Uh, but before a, a positive, one of the few positives, Joy was up until the red card. I thought we were quite good. Uh, I, I said to Mick that if we play our cards right here, we'll win this game two or three nil because Swansea were on the floor confidence wise. Obviously, got some good players, but they were on the floor confidence wise. They didn't have an obvious plan to, initially, and I thought they were really, really struggling. And I, I thought, I, for me, there was one way. Easy to say that I know, but. For me, that game was going one way, and I thought we were we put ourselves in a good position up until the red card. I agree totally. We were on the front foot until those two yellow cards, and then, as I said earlier, the crowd dropped, the lads' heads dropped. You know, it well initially they did at least for the first mm. half until uh, they could be got in and had a chat to at half time. But I mean, as a spectacle, that that. I mean, Swansea were nothing to write home about, were they? They were there for the no, taking. They've got they were really, I mean, even, you know, against 10 men in the second half when we, you know, we were the better side, I would suggest. Mm. We were there for the taking. And unfortunately, in both goals to a degree, even though the first goal dodgy, masters of our own downfall, unfortunately, mm. particularly with the second goal. Mm. Um, it's just... 
I think we're just sort of, you know, it's only flipping beginning of December and I'm already worn out by this season. <laughs> and the decisions are lack of decisions. I'm just worn out by it totally. And it's like, mm. you know, where's the next, where's the positivity coming from and what's going on behind the scenes just adds to that, you know, uh, feeling we of, whoa, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The negativity. Yeah. I mean, what was interesting yesterday, and I'm just digressing a little bit, was coming out of that game, I have never known a Rotherham crowd so quiet. There were, you know, normally there's a bit of a hubbub, mm. uh, whether it's criticising, you know, the referee or players or whatever. But it, there was nothing. It was like dead. People were laughing and joking and not talking football, not even talking about the referee in the mm. coming out of the West Stand where I was. And we were talking about in the pub afterwards, and I wasn't the only one that picked up on that. I thought, what is this? Is it, you know, have we thrown the towel in already, the supporters? You know, with that apathetic because of what is or isn't happening either on the pitch or behind the scenes. It's just really surreal. Sorry, digress. No, absolutely. Yeah, let's cover that, Mick. What others will talk about, but I think this is important to cover. This is more important than any other referee decisions that. It was odd. There was there was lots and lots of empty seats at the start of the game. They gave the tenants nine thousand. I assume they've automatically included all the season ticket holders in that because there weren't nine nine thousand people there. No. Um, I said, I think I guess I guess said to you yesterday, this season's slipping away from us already in December, and we get that feeling from the fans. There's what is there to get? I know there's responsibility on us as fans. I get that there is responsibility for fans and to get to get up and this that and the other. But at this point, what are, what are we getting excited? Like Joyce says, what what are we getting excited about here? There's no manager. Four weeks tomorrow, four weeks on Monday, since we sacked our manager, as things stand, there is no manager. There's zero communication. The players on the pitch are doing the best, but you can question everything that they're doing for for, for most of them. Um, this would now bottom of the league, thanks to Sheffield Wednesday picking up a late win. The negativity, or it's not even negativity. I think joy is it the apathy towards it is just, you know, well, yeah. let's just get this season out of the way almost. Yeah, it's, it feels as though people have given up the ghost, and, and I don't think you can underestimate the um, the effect that these last four weeks have had on supporters of this football club because uh, the the, the complete lack of any information whatsoever coming out of the club towards supporters. Um, and it would appear, looking at what's been said um, publicly by, by Wayne Carlisle, that that lack of communication is also internal as well. Mm. Um, and and that that is even less acceptable um, than, than, the, you know, than, than the fans being kept up to date by the club. I feel for I feel for Sam Todd. He must be ripping his hair out because yeah. he, he, you know, he, he's he is the one that's going to be the butt of all this. You know what what's happening? Why is anybody telling us? Oh, bloody blah, blah. And every time he puts a, a social media post out, he's just getting battered and battered by by some of the imbeciles on Twitter. It's not his fault, you know. It's not the PR department's fault. Uh, they can only do what the board instruct them to. And 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 if you'll excuse the pun, they have taken their eye off the ball massively. It would appear. That's the only assumption that we can make, and that is going to have an effect on the crowd and, and people's attitude towards the club. And it's just, it's so so disappointing that you know we've got ourselves as a club in a position where we're 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 solvent. We, you know, we're 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 not in masses of debt, and we've got into the championship. We we've invested in player in the in the players uh, over the close season, and then. We sack the manager, whether you whether it's a, whether you agree with the decision or not, um, it, that is not the issue here. The issue here is what's happened subsequent to that, and and that is having an effect on it on everybody, on all of us, um, and and it, to the point where when you get a, a display by the officials like we got yesterday, people just think, well, what's the point? What is the point? You know, because we're getting we we, fit, we as supporters feel like we're being shafted. Royally from 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 both ends. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe I could have used a better metaphor there, but Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean? That's how that's just how it feels. Mm. Um nah, not happy. And none of us are and 
and understandably so. Mm. Yeah, uh, go through some comments. Uh, John Mills said, the truth is that players are going to struggle for, for a caretaker manager as they know a long-term situation. I think Paul Davis has put that Wayne Carly is a very popular guy. Mm. Which I understand, I like him listening to him, but if you know he's not might not be there in a day's time, it's easy our players need to do this, but it's a manager's job to manage and motivate. If there isn't a manager there, that motivation level is not going to be as high as it should be, uh, which is then going to obviously impact performance and everything else. Phil says the atmosphere and the atmosphere has slowly been eroded by the poor results and performances. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Even at home form, it's meant to be good. It's not not great. Uh, John Morrell comes back with saying that the to be uh, this long without a manager is unacceptable, especially at this time of the season. Serious questions need to be asked of people high up. Are they going after unrealistic targets? <laughs> there are rumours, and I will stress that these are rumours that Tony Stewart out of the country again. Um, there's a rumor it certainly wasn't at the game yesterday, was it? It certainly wasn't at the game. Um, yeah, I don't know. Joey, you better not be with us for a few weeks. This, 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 I can only think of the word as my search has been an absolute shambles. And if it is Liam Richardson, which we all think it is, then he's, he's walking into an absolute shell of a football club because, like we've only mentioned, there's, there's nothing there, not there's no positivity. When you normally get a new manager and there's this buzz around the place, even if it's not, you know, not exciting, but there's normally that buzz around the place where something exciting could happen. If he gets announced tomorrow, we'll, we'll all just be sort of like, oh, that's good. We've finally got somebody in. There won't be much excitement levels there. And that's not Richardson's fault either. No, I mean, it's not going to be an auspicious start for him, is it? I mean, it's on a whoever comes in, whether it's him or A and other, they're on a hiding to nothing, aren't they? Let's be honest. You know, we're bottom of the league. Unfortunately, our performances have dropped off the cliff edge. Um, you know, we've got some good players. You know, and and, and you, but like we've 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 touched on today, it, it just seems the apathy around the whole club is just you know tangible. It, it it's. I mean, I'm sat here sighing because I can't think of anything to say that's not been said or covered on social media on this podcast already it's like you know what can i say what can we all say you know we're waiting for a decision to be made which according to some on social media has already been made and should be uh, shared with the rest of us tomorrow um there's, it's been alluded i see as well that there's going to be a director of football hopefully yeah um as well as a you know coach because that's what mm. would that person would be then, wouldn't they? They'd just be the coach, you know. So maybe, you know, is that going to be a positive in the long run? I, d I don't know. You know, we've got to try something different, haven't we? Mm. Yeah. Um, um, and it's interesting, you know. Are we going to reconsider again now that Alex Neal's been sacked? Well, today? Yeah. He's got back to championship experience, yeah. hasn't he? You know, you know. Are we going to go for a thirty-seventh or fortieth? Round of interviews. Who knows? We don't know, do we? And that's the problem, isn't it? You know, mm. we don't know. You know, mm. the response from the club is deafening in its silence, isn't it? It is sadly. Um, just one Mike's comment. Mike says he's, he's, he's put, we as supporters think we are being tough on both ends. Sorry, Mick, I'm one of those fans that don't agree. It's about time we all went on a referees course. It's just how we feel. We'll come on to some other other very poor referee decisions in a moment. We haven't finished sadly on the referee side of things. But it's just how you feel. When we were all sat there at the game, there was 8,000 people. How many Rodden fans were actually there? Probably less than that. That just felt like everything, the world was against us. And whether that's true or not, how many times have you felt something inside a stadium? You know it's not true, but it's just how you feel at the time. And it just felt like the world was against us. Um, that's exactly my point. And, and I don't want to... I don't want to be pedantic about about it, but what I did, what I said was, it feels like mm. you're getting shafted from both ends. I didn't say we were. I said that's how it feels, particularly when you get the the the, the situation that we had yesterday. Um, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again: referees have a very very difficult job, and it is not a job that I'd be willing to take on. Um, not because I don't think I could do it, but because the job that they have to do with the tools that they are given is an almost impossible job. So I'm not saying we have been shafted. I'm saying it feels like it. Um, and I'm sure there are clubs up and down the country who feel exactly the same. Yeah. 
Uh, he also comes back to saying the team, the team is a shambles. He says, absolute shambles. If you don't have a rant, Mick, more about that. What are your thoughts on the players, Mick? Because they didn't play particularly well. I don't think we played that badly against Swansea. The red card killed us, really, I think. Uh, like we mentioned before, I thought we did okay. Um, but no, the players could have done more. I don't, I don't agree with it. Um, I don't think the players are. I think there's a couple um, that we've talked about previously that, that are underperforming, um, but not that many. I mean, you can't take yesterday as a barometer is not a good yeah. is not a good one to take because you know you're down to ten men. You've got to dig in. You've got to stay in the game. You're not. You can't have ex- nobody. I think expected us to go you know gung ho and try and try and still win three or four one uh, with ten men. That's not going to happen. Um, the performances away from home. I accept that the team as a whole need digging out for that, but they know what good is is, is ranting and raving at them because they know that their performances have not been up to scratch. Us shouting and bawling the odds at them and calling them from a pig to a dog or whatever people want to do on social media is not going to assist in any way. All it is going to do is compound the problem. Um, I strongly believe that this squad of players is absolutely capable of much, much better than they've, they've, they've served up this season. And they know that. They know that. So it's up to a new manager to to to, to pull them out of it, you know? I, 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 don't, I just don't agree. I think I think they're capable of it. I absolutely do. Um, so, but I don't think digging them out is going to do any, any do us as supporters of this football club any favours. It's just, like I said, it's just going to compound it. So, um, I, I'm, I agree with Mike's first comment about about the referee. I agree with that wholeheartedly. The second one, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not personally. I'm not buying. Mm. Yeah. Um, right. Let's move on to the first goal, Joy, because again, this is a refereeing incident we have to cover. Um, Rotherham United, Swansea, and handball goals go together like a bad sandwich. Um, it was a handball. Uh, it's difficult to say anything else. He's he's knocked the ball in with his hand. I can un- to defend the referee a little bit. It was a clever handball. You know, it, it was wrong side of the referee. Referee's in a, in a position he should be, and so he's sort of behind it. Um, and there may well have been a guy blocking the view for the liner. So I can half understand why he didn't give it, but at the same time, just when you think the world's against you, <laughs> then that goes in and it's handball. You're just sort of thinking, well, here we go. I mean, from where we were sat, there was obviously a handball. What we couldn't mm. work out from where I was sat in the West Stand was whether it was Rathbun that handballed it or whether it was uh, Patino that ha- handballed it. But obviously seeing it back, it was, you know, the guy that scored. And, I mean, it just trickled in. Poor Victor were, wow. you know, wrong-footed, you know, and just, like, dribbling behind him, poor soul. You know, I mean, there's nothing much that he could have done about that. I mean... It's just the look that we're having, isn't it, at the moment? Mm. You know, I mean, we uh, we that first half was, I mean, it was an awful spectacle. I don't mm. think I've ever been so bored at a football match. You know, from <laughs> both, you know, Swansea weren't particularly pulling their trees up. So when you look at that squad that they've got, um, you know, they look like a team, like you said, lacking in confidence after Duff leaving. And they don't know whether they're pl- playing passing football or what they're doing now. I, I get that, you know. They've lack, they lack identity as well, I think, uh, from their experience with uh, Duff in charge. Um, so they were there for the taking, and we did start off really well. As mm. we said, the two yellow cards killed it. I mean, I couldn't see where we were going to get anything back. And and then, what was it, the 43rd minute? Yeah. Something like that. It, you know, it was in injury time, wasn't it? Because I'm thinking, let's hold on to half time. Get mm. the lads in. Get you know, get some, you know, chatting to them. You know, get them g'd up a bit. You know, ten men and all that. We've seen performances at Rotherham with ten men where we've won. Mm. You know, backs against the wall jobbies, and um, and then that happens. I mean, it's a killer, isn't it? Just before half time, and it shouldn't have been a goal. Shouldn't have stood. No. Yeah, and but, then that, um, that, you know, and then Patino just ran off like, you know, thinking he'd scored a world day, and that's yeah. what goals you're in it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Um, McAnthony, uh, Josh summed up pretty nicely. There's not much more you can add, is there? Because it's just it's yeah. that ball. It's that ball. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, you, you could also have the offside before as well if you yeah, wanted. But exactly. unfortunately, the line I didn't see that because he's he's literally five or six yards behind the last man. And mm. again, that is that is absolutely unacceptable at this level. We see it time and time again, particularly yesterday with that line. He, he was just no way up with play at any point. Mm. Um, and I don't well, know how many times. Maybe Mike can explain this one to us. How many times this season do we see? Right, this is no good for the audio listeners, but um, you'll, you'll see a free kick that's going to come into the box. There's a, a, a straight line of players right across the 18-yard box, and you see the linesman stood a couple of yards in front of that line, ahead of that line, leaning, looking along it. And, and then quite clearly yesterday, that's what's happened with this referee. Uh, this linesman, sorry, he's, he's behind the plane. He's consistently behind the play, so there's no way he's going to spot the offside, and there's no way he's going to spot the the handball because he's too busy trying to make his way up the line. He was very, very poor on that side, on the family stand side, um, and given given the the manner that that handball, that goal was scored, I mean, he's punched it in above his head. Uh, it's unacceptable, unacceptable. I mean, don't you think we should have had an idea of what was likely to happen when he came out in the first half without his flag? Yeah, that was the yeah, it did, yeah. I mean, he'd better yeah. off. I mean, let's be brutally honest. That for the it's amount of times well. he used it for effect, he might as well have not <laughs> fetched it out, might they? Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, that, um, what linesman or assistant referee comes on the pitch without his flipping flag? <laughs> well, what <probably>. plonker! <laughs> Uh, John Morrell says it's an optical illusion, Mick. You were just too many beers deep. To... <laughs> um, yeah, that might be right, actually, yeah. <laughs> we move into the second half, Mick. Shelley, Shelley wants to go out and wonder this. She says, Sean Morris has never, never, ever been a footballer. It's it's worse now. We've got no defenders. Where's Jake Hull these days? Can't be any worse, surely. I thought we defended quite well, in the mm -hmm. second, especially in the second half. I think I think first half less so. We'll talk about the second goal in a minute because that's, that's, that's an individual error. But I thought we dug. I thought the def defensively dug in really, really well. We frustrated them. We allowed them to have the ball in front of us, mm. but they were never going to hurt us from what they were what they were doing. And I thought Sean Morrison was key to that. And Sean Morrison should have come on as soon as Ayala went off. That should have been an instant substitution for me. Um, I thought that Sean Morrison. Don't get me wrong. Sean Morrison had some stinkers, but I thought he marshaled the defense really, really well. Mm. Um, and I think the defense. I know we lost the game, but I think there's. The defense have earned some credit for the way they were basically pretty solid. Yeah, I thought so. I've been a critic of Sean Morrison, and, and you know I've questioned I've questioned his commitment to the cause and, and 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 so on and so forth. But I thought it was all right yesterday. And I think Shelley mentioned it earlier in the comments. He couldn't understand why he brought him on. I mean, it, it, what he did was he it was it, it enabled him to to put Hakim Adolf in further up the pitch, uh, which is where we needed him because uh, he gives it gives us gives us that attacking threat. That we didn't really have in midfield, um, so so yeah, I, th I thought defensively we were pretty sound, pretty sound, mm. uh, with the exception of that mistake that, um, that 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 led to that second their second goal. But as you said, they were there for the taking. Particularly eleven v eleven, we win that game hands down. I'm absolutely convinced of that. Mm. You know, um, they were definitely there for the taking, and the fact that we managed to equalise. Um, albeit allegedly, I mean, I've, I've I've watched it three or four times and I can't see the handball, but we're saying it came off non-base hand. If it did, it did, then that's a justice. But it should have been disallowed if that's the case. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I defensively, I thought we, we, we weren't too bad and they were never going to really, realistically, we're never going to hurt us unless we made that mistake. Mm. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, Gummo says he thought, in the circle, he thought Sean Morris was man of the match, which is fair enough. Interesting. Um, then comes the goal, Joy. And, I th- and that, this, this came with the defending quite well. I thought we defended well in stages. And then when we attacked, we attacked in bursts and we attacked with, with a, a decent amount of energy. Um, I'm not sure how exactly the goal but it came off Nombe. It was, again, as, as scrappy as their first goal. Um, but Nombe celebrated like a true, stri- true striker. He had no idea what, he, what happened but he still gave it the big end to the crowd claiming the goal. Um, and to be fair, he deserved the goal. I thought Nombe was my man of the match. I thought he led the line really, yeah. really well. And bear in mind, the service he had was zero. I thought he did really well. Yeah, I mean, he came out on fire in the second half, didn't he? Yeah, mm. I thought he was really good. Um, and he had you know, a couple of reasonable attempts at a shot at goal and what have you. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. They said that Rathbone had scored in, didn't they? And we were all looking <laughs> yeah. at it. We could see it with Numbe from here, you know. But, uh, you know, what do I know? Uh, and then, you know, uh, and at that point, people around mm. me were of the opinion that we were going to go on and win that mm. game. Yeah. They could yeah, see yeah. us sneaking it and get it, doing a 2-1 or whatever, you know. Mm. And then they got the other end. Peltier does a, you know, Inspector Gadget long legs job when he would have been best leaving it because I think Victor had got it covered. Mm. And that it deflects, and a former member of our parish is there to just tap it into the net. Of course, it was in yes. written in the stars. It, it, I've got somebody to blame. It's always nice to blame somebody for this. Move on to the second goal now. The guy sat next to us said about ten minutes before, as Jerry Yates came on. Oh, he's not scored against us before, has he? Yeah, <laughs> ten minutes later, <laughs> there and it's just by magic. Yeah. Um, yeah, this. Uh, I agree. What I'm sure enjoy there, Mick. That I thought we were going to go in and win that game. I yes. thought we were the, the team that had an idea, and, and that's. I don't think it's harsh on Swansea. To be honest with you, I thought they knocked the ball well, fairly well in in really safe places. Mm. But I thought they were they looked really really toothless, and it it, it caused a, a scrappy handball goal for the first one, and a, a really bad mistake from Peltier for them to get their two goals. Mm. That's really. Uh, we could talk about the referee situation, this, that, and the other, but it's just those things were just minor decisions, like from that Peltier. That's, that's obviously costing us the games. And well, we, the, the, the life was sucked out. It was on seventeen minutes. It was sucked out again when that second goal went in. Yeah, it was. It was. And then you know we tried whenever we tried to get back in the game, we we just got we got blown up for for daft fouls or daft free kicks or mm. whatever. And um, I mean the the the, the penalty shout. I don't know what's going on for that. You know, I said at the time you 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 weren't sure at the mm. time. I, 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 what, how nobody's seen that. that was cool. I, it blows my mind. It really, really does because the, the linesman's got a clear, unobstructed view of that. The referee can see surely from his position can see the Swansea player's arm fly back as the ball hits it. You know, mm. well away from his body. I just I don't, I don't understand. I, do, I mean, I get it. I know that that's not going to be given because it's always that's how it feels. That's not right. I accept, but you know that's how it feels. Um, so, so that again, that, that again has an effect psychologically on you. Has an effect psychologically on you. Um, so, yeah. I mean, there's there's yeah, there's there's all sorts of stuff in there, you know, and you, you get a little bit of momentum, and then and then it, then it's taken away from you. Um, we're, we're pushing forward. Um, Seb Revan gets pulled back. By the arm, probably is probably two or three yards away from the referee. It's not given. The ball flies up in the air, and uh, and a dolphin backs into a player. That is given. You know we've got some momentum at that point, and then it's gone again. Um, we, we Jamie Lindsay is 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 trying to trying to win a win a ball with his head. Kicked it out. Yeah, he gets kicked yeah. in the head. It's not given. And two seconds later, you know, there's a there's a there's a minimal contact foul that is given mm-hmm. the opposite way, and all these things start to drag the momentum out of the game, and it and it just it just just sort of um, feeds that feeling of well, what is the point, you know? And, and I know that's not right. I'm not saying it's deliberate. I'm not, but the the, the bottom line is it's a cumulative effect across the game. Um, the, the, just yeah. 
it's it's you're always on a hiding to nothing with ten men anyway. Um, yeah. and, and and had we got a draw out of it, I think it, that would have been a deserved draw, but it probably arguably would have been a lucky one as well. But mm. yeah, uh, it's just it, it's it's soul destroying, really. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's we have Can a positive. Can I make a suggestion here? I mean. Absolutely. It's so destroying when Victor the Cat Johansson makes saves like that, which was right. absolutely out of the world. <laughs> but now he managed to claw that one off the line. But you yeah. know how agile. Yes. Well, Mike <laughs> Miller's doing that. But Mike Miller's is blazing the shaft of sunlight among all the gloomies that goalkeeper for all players. Would a team as good as this guy would be sitting top of the league by a mile, I would add. Yeah, it was excellent again, Joy. It's just. It's Victor being Victor, and I always feel like we we don't give him enough praise. I know we probably do, um, but I don't think we don't because he's just doing what he does. And he was busy; he was very, very busy. Um, and you can't fault him again. You can't fault him. he's considering all these goals. You can't fault him for any of them, really, can you? Yeah, that save though, on, you know, that was <laughs> in, wasn't it? I don't know where yeah. his arm came from. That was his expected gadget as well, wasn't it? <laughs> Telescopic <laughs> arms. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, this, I mean, I think I can pull some positives out. I mean, I thought Jamie Lindsay being back mm. was positive. I thought Numbers' yeah. second half was positive. Hacks, always a positive. You know, it's not all doom and gloom. Oh. Um, I mean, I thought the way we were set up in that first 10 minutes was working mm. well. Yeah. You know, the way the team was set up worked well but uh, unfortunately after 17 minutes it all went pear-shaped <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it did um eight points is the now the gap um phil says guys the truth is we aren't good enough no matter how how many excuses we put forward if as you say we have a squad good enough for the players the uh, good enough for the players then players and managers should be criticized well that's why a manager's got sack that's that's why we've lost the manager. You can't sack the players, um, and we have sat here before. And you've on social media, players have been criticised and rightly so. Some of them. Um, it's eight points, Mick. Um, mm. We were four points adrift when Matt Taylor got the sack. We all sat here and said it's probably the right thing to do because we don't want to, we don't want the gap to get silly. You know, we don't we don't want to be sitting here with an eight point nine point gap and. I then have to change my and then go through a, a recruitment <laughs> procedure. We're eight points adrift and we still don't have a manager at the yeah. moment. Um, it's it, the, the the plight seems almost impossible one at this point. I know it's not impossible. Sheffield Wednesday has shown seven points in the last three games. It's not impossible, no, 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 but it does feel on the brink of impossible. Yeah, it does. It does. And to find ourselves in the position that we're in, uh, I, I need to be careful because I mean uh, I've said this to you privately. You know, you you have spent many many years, quite a few years, building up the reputation of this podcast, particularly with the club, um, and you know you've got a very good relationship there, and we get players on and everything else. So I need to be very very careful in 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 how much we criticise the club, really. But we are we are not an official Rotherham United podcast. Um, so there's a certain bit, a certain amount of leeway, and I'm going to take that because the position we are in at the moment is inexcusable, absolutely inexcusable, um, and and it's down to the the top brass, the hierarchy of this football club, leaving us four weeks, two of which two of which were an international break, so we didn't have a game, four weeks and four games managerless, and that is not acceptable. It's not acceptable in anybody's book. Um, whatever the reasons are for it, we can only speculate. We've all we've all got our own ideas of what of, of, of what it is, um, of, of what's happened. But the, the, one of the reasons, one of the reasons that we find ourselves in the position we are now, bottom of the league, eight points adrift for safety, is, is due to the fact that we've got we've managed two points out of the last four games. At least two of them, possibly three of them, were winnable games, you know, and it's not good enough. And it's and and that has to be 
or the fact that we have a no manager is a significant part of that. Tony Stewart and, and the people who um, who are on, on the, the similar level to him really, really need to take a long, hard look at themselves, the way that they've handled this, because it is not good enough. It's unprofessional. It's it's amateurish. And I expected far better from the people who are in charge of our club, far better, because they've made some very, very good decisions over the years. But this is not acceptable at all. And they have to take a significant portion of the responsibility for the position this club finds itself in, in the league. Over and above, obviously, the performances on the pitch, which had also not been good enough, but yeah, a good portion of the blame sits in that boardroom and then really, really need to take a look at themselves because it's it's unacceptable. Mm. Um, Mike says the owner is treating his club with utter contempt, letting uh, letting down the staff players and the fans. Um, CJ says it's not acceptable at any club under any circumstances. John Morell says agrees with you, Mick. The league is brutal and lack of movement on the manager is just giving rivals a head start yeah. in games, you could say. Brian Vernon goes a bit sort of a step further uh, and says it's Ken Booth all over again. Saves that club and then years down the line gets toxic. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Joy. It is. It's bad. It is, it is really, really bad. I've seen that Rob Stanton, I think Paul Davis have mentioned that they've, they've essentially asked for interviews with, with Tony Stewart. And since the Sky interview, he decided to keep his counsel or whatever the phrase that they used, which is understandable. That's that's sort of fine if you want to do that. I, I said this for you, I said the weekend, I got a bit of stick from, from a few people saying, saying we want, some, want a statement or a conversation or something from the club to say, yeah, we've been turned down by X amount of people. There's, there's an issue with the recruitment process or whatever, whatever it might be. There is zero, and we're just all sitting here thinking. Thinking, I like. Well, we're, we're allowing ourselves to create our own narrative in the head where this should be the narrative should be coming from the club saying X, Y, and Z is happening, or we're going to wait. We're going to get Carlisle till February, whatever the case may be. That the lack of uh, conversation, not conversation, but you know what I mean. The lack of communication from the club is is baffling. But you know, this is what I said earlier. You know. Mm. The response is deafening. There's nothing. It's a vacuum. Mm. And what happens in a vacuum, isn't it, is that everybody makes up their own, like you said, their own narrative. So mm. my opinion and my uh, perception of things is different from yours, is different from Mick's, but is equally valid because nobody is giving us any steer on what is, you know, the situation. So we're all filling in the blanks. It's like having a big crossword in it, you know, mm. without any mm. clues. Yeah. You know, um, and it is, it's, it, it, you hit the nail on the head, Mick, it's amateurish. I remember when I came on here last time, it was just before uh, Taylor got the push. And we were all saying it was a good time to do it because we were coming up with a two-week break. And I remember saying the club must have an idea of whom mm. is likely to be coming in. They must have some irons in the fire. Well, how wrong was I? I mean, if they mm. did have irons in the fire, they obviously <laughs> melted because, you know, nothing's happened. And... Uh, you know, it just beggars belief, doesn't it? You know, it's 2023, not 1923, you know. Mm. Uh, And it feels a little bit like that, doesn't it, if that makes sense? It feels a bit like a self-made Yorkshireman, man, you know, owning a club. And, you know, I don't want to say this, but it smacks of a bit of a fiefdom, you know. Mm. I'm, you know, it's my club. I shall run it as I see fit to run it. And and I don't want to say that for Mr. Stewart because, you know, he has put a lot of money into the club. You know, he's been around, he's saved the club. And and I think that comment earlier is it's verging on the truth, you know, uh, Mm. you know, around about, you know, when uh, Boothie came in and did something similar. And that ended up very toxic. And it shouldn't end up toxic for Mr. Stewart because he has, you know, like we said, he's made some good decisions. We've had some cracking times, particularly since we moved to New York. Let's not yeah. forget all the good times we've had, mm. you know. And we've got to be careful that we don't chuck the baby out with the bathwater and alienate the owners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're not going to get billionaire sheiks knocking on the door, are they? They're <laughs> beating a path to Rotherham, are they? Maybe that's what always didn't do a buy for. Maybe we're trying to get some investment. You might know, be a working. Possibly. Probably I mean, that's, yeah. No, it's probably just on holiday. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, John John says, uh, the, again, we have to stress this is a rumor that he's gone to, gone to Dubai. John says, if he's a sign off on a deal before going, it's fine. But if, if the deal hasn't been done for Liam Richardson and he's gone away, John, John says unacceptable. Um, we'll, we will find out. We'll find out in the next, honestly, no idea, to be honest with you. I don't want to put timescales on things, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Uh, where are we? I have a sort of comment I want to go through, but sorry, I was going to say I feel really sorry for Wayne Carlisle. He needs to know he has family and will need to plan to. Yeah, somebody else who comes out with a shining ray of positivity is Wayne Carlisle. I know he's in a tough situation, but every interview he's done has been a positive interview. Um, he seems a good guy. He's, he's away from his family. Bear in mind, his family's I think in Devon, so he's working away from his family um, when he won't, probably won't expect him to. Because he, he was with Matt Taylor, this, that, and the other. Um, we also don't know what, what William Carlisle's next role will be. Will it be back with Matt Taylor with Bristol Rovers, or will it be up here with a new manager? Time will tell. Um, we'll see. We will very, very we'll see. Uh, Shelley says, emergency pod if announced. Yeah. We've had an emergency podcast ready to go for about three weeks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, we'll get to do one at some point. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Let's anything else. We, we're going to briefly talk about the West Brom game, which again is going to be a difficult game to preview tomorrow. But anything else you want to mention from the uh, Swansea game before we move on? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I, I know there's a lot of comments in there, you know, sort of calling out the players as well. And I, you know, we've we've talked about that till till we till we're blue in the face in terms of some of the the, the poor performances that have been put in. Uh, I'm sure they're aware of that. You know, I, I'm sure that the board are aware that they look amateurish. Given, given what's gone on, you know, and we're all we're doing is kind of pointing out the obvious. You know, we all know the players need to put in better performances. We all know mm. the board needs to put in a better performance. We all know we as supporters have to put in better performances at matches as well. You know, it's just very, very difficult, I guess, for us all in different circumstances because of the, the, the just the situation we find ourselves in. But what we shouldn't mm. be doing as a board or as a team or as a set of supporters is just compounding the problem. Um, and unfortunately, that's what we're doing at the moment. All of us. Mm. Yeah, I actually put this earlier. Was there communication from the board prior to Taylor to the Taylor announcement? Yes, there was. Um, there was a Rob Scott interview. I'm pretty sure Tony Stewart went on the radio as well. That was obviously a short period, so it's easier to, you know, if it's only a week, one interview sort of covers it. Um, if you're on four weeks, then you, you know, we just need a bit more information. Um, Gumbo says it'll be interesting to see what the attendance is against West Brom. Absolutely. Again, assuming they don't automatically count season ticket holders, it will be very interesting because I don't expect a full house on Tuesday night, even if there's no manager in, involved. Um, I can't see it happening, to be honest with you. Well, we will see what happens between now and uh, now and Tuesday. Um, let's move on to uh, the West Brom game. Um, first of all, I mentioned the referee, Sam Barrett. Uh, we're unbeaten under Sam Barrett this season. He's refed us twice and we've won one and drawn one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we pick up someone on Tuesday, he can come more often. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, though. We, this is the third time we'll have Sam Barrett this season, but we haven't had Keith Stroud at all this season. Oh, why have you said that? I just wonder if they're keeping him away from us. I wonder if there's... Oh, let's hope so. Let's keep our fingers crossed. It's just interesting. You get three from one and none from, you know, a famous other one. Um, anyway, uh, record against West Brom is not great. Only three wins ever. Against West Brom, the last one was in April last year when the Hugel famous, famously, notably, got the goals against his former club uh, to in, and enjoyed that. And we all enjoyed that. Um, in terms of setup, probably want to say that I she thinks that Ollie has been doing better, much better with Jamie by Jamie Lindsay by his side. I agree, Joy, and I think this is this is a positive to come out of it is that Jamie Lindsay has been been key to what we've done. He's, he's been very very good. I know they've got to be careful with him um, and whatnot, but. He does. He, he has helped Rathbone go and do other stuff. And when we were able to press, Ollie starts it, and, and he's excellent. And that's that's because of what Lindsay's allowing him to do. I mean, that's what I said earlier. You know, out of the positives, a few positives is Jamie Lindsay being back in honest. You know, we've mm. missed him. I mean, let's be brutally honest. Was it the last season before the season when we we're in the championship? He was the player of the season, wasn't he? Uh, yes. Was that the COVID season? I think. It was, um, yeah, yeah, excellent. Um, you know, he was excellent that season. He was, you know, popping up and getting the odd goal as well. He was, you know, really, you know, 
on the top of his game and we've missed him. You know, mm. I think we've missed him for, I mean, because he, he didn't figure much last year either, did he? But, oh. you know, that competitive skill, I think it gives, like you say, Ollie a little bit more free reign as well to go forward. Because mm. in that second half, he was forward in quite a number of situations. And I think him being involved um, prior to the goal, wasn't he? Uh, on mm-hmm. the left. Um, you know, so it, it having Lindsay allows uh, Ollie to go further forward, you know, which is good because, you know, it, you know, he can get you in situations and, and, and put a, get a few goals himself. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think they work well together. I mean, when he initially I couldn't work out how they would, but they do. They do mm-hmm. work well together. Yeah. And um, then, like you said, when Hacks moved in there as well, I mean, there's quite a tasty midfield in sense of, mm. you know, it's very physical. Mm. You know, yes. the very busy, very busy yeah. group of guys, those three. Mm. And, you know, I'd be quite happy to have them in my team, you know, every week. Because mm. as well as that, you know, there's the comments going about, about, well, I, you know, I don't think this, but people saying players aren't bothered, players don't care. You can see that they do care and those three particularly mm. do care. You mm. know, you can't say that they don't. And... You know, it's quite. I mean, let's be brutally honest. When we scored yesterday, weren't a player with it that weren't mm. running around with their arms up in air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know where that comes from, but it doesn't feed into the narrative, does it? If you want to be negative, that no. the players are given up, can't you no. know? I can't tell me our lads are like being you know beaten week in week out. Yeah. Not at all. You know. No, exactly. I just think the loss. I think I, I think they just. Yeah. Well, yeah. lost and hurt um, yeah. and mentally probably damaged as yeah. well from the season we've had. There's a psychological aspect to it, isn't there? Let's be yeah. honest, particularly away from home. And I think mm. I said this right at the beginning of the season when we weren't winning away, that, you know, I think I said we needed to ditch the black shirt and get a psychologist in. <laughs> well, they put yeah. the pink shirt on and that didn't make any difference. So we went to the red one and that didn't make any difference. But I don't know if they brought a psychologist in. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Probably not. I wouldn't have thought so. Um, this is going to be tough for me because West Brom are a good team. I don't know. I don't know to someone at the weekend, uh, but they got Carlos Corbran, who's who's a, a now a seasoned manager, knows what knows exactly what he wants his players to do. I think they, they will. If they're not in the playoffs, they certainly were recently. Um, this is going to be a tough game, and we there are no free hits anymore. We're not 16th with a, with a three point gap where we can just sort of, you know. We're playing a really, really good team here. If we don't win, we don't have to worry about too much because we've got this. We need to win this game. There's no mm-hmm. ifs or buts, maybe. Not. We need three points from this game. Yeah. It's at home, and that's it, full stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. So that's the team talk done. Um, whoever the manager is on Tuesday night, if they could just clip that bit, play it out in changing rooms just before the game, happy days, you know? Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. And... and Assuming we can keep 11 men on the pitch, I think I think we'll give them a game. You know that we'll give them a game. We've given everybody a game at New York Stadium this season, with the exception of Bristol City, because we never give them a game. That's just tradition. Um, so, yeah, they'll be in for a tough game. They're a good side, as as, as you said, well-drilled, well-organised, uh, and, and on a decent run. So it's going to be tough. But we've had tougher games. We've had tougher opposition this season and played mm. well and got results out of it. So it's nothing to be frightened of. Nothing to be frightened of at all. Um, we'll, 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 we'll be fine. Whether we get three points out of it is another matter entirely. But I think in terms of performance levels and everything else, I'm confident that we'll be, we'll be all right. Um, so I, they're almost win games now, almost, aren't they? You know, until you can start to get back in touch or close some, close some of that space back. You know, we, we have to win them all. Um, so uh, it's, a, it's not a great situation to be in, to be honest. But uh, we've, got to, we've got to move on. So fingers crossed we're going to have a, a manager in place. I mean, that would be remarkable. Um, I'll be surprised, if I'm honest. Um, you don't think it'll be, it'll be in bad shoes there? It just feels, it just feels like, I, I, I don't know. You would have thought so, wouldn't you? Let's be realistic. You would have thought so. Um but I wouldn't be surprised if it's not. Mm. Okay. I can't I'm disappointed if I'm surprised. 
yeah, I, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, which makes the this next question, Joy, probably impossible in terms of what what do you want to see on Tuesday from Rotherham United, or what do you think you'll see in terms of setup? Because we don't know whether it's going to be Wayne Carlisle or, or Liam Richardson or whoever, or me, or Mick. Well, I mean, if, if it is a new manager that is announced tomorrow, that it's going to be Wayne Carlisle's setup, surely. Can't not be. He might not so, yeah. be managing it in sense, mm. but it's going to be, I would assume, when Carlisle's set up, unless they've, you know, there's somebody in. And I mean, they're not going to chain it round in one day's worth of training, are they? Let's be real, yeah. you know. Mm. So it, it is what it is. But let's let's try and be positive here. When we've come again up against teams that are high flying, you know, we're there for the taking. Leeds, Ipswich, you know, Norwich. We've Leicester, we've put in a performance, haven't we? And got something out of it apart from the Leicester game. That was the only one we didn't. Um, so let's hope we get one of those type of performances on Tuesday. Mm. We do one. We are due one. Yeah, yes, yeah. we are. Uh, we absolutely are. Um, Mick Shelley says, would you play the same 11 minus Ayala, which obviously had hacks at the back? Uh, he says you can see him playing pelts, Morrison Hall, if you defensively. Yeah, I would just straight swap. If, if, if this is all fitness dependent, Morrison in for Ayala, and off you go. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Fitness depending, that's that's all you can do. Uh, and then obviously, Ayala's only got a one match ban, so it will be back for the Plymouth game. Um, and you revert to that because I think that's as probably our. Uh, the, current, the, the situation we're finding ourselves in currently, that's our, our probably our strongest back line. Um, mm. Which is which is a, a not a great place to be in, is it? To be fair, <laughs> well, it's not. You know, you've got experience there in Sean Morrison, but he's not he's not firing at all a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Grant Hall takes three or four games to get back into the swing of it, and he's always always got a howler in him, um, or, or seems to have while he's been playing for us. Pelts, with the greatest respect to Pelts, you know, he reads the game really, really well, which is just as well because he's, you know, he's not not the quickest quickest person. And and when he does find himself in an attacking position, he seems to have some sort of some sort of issue with putting the ball in the box, doesn't he? he just he, he mm. almost refuses to do it. So um, you know, that's, again, it's not it's not ideal. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think I think straight swap out for Morrison uh, with Ayala and uh, and go again. Mm. Uh, Richard Brown says, "You watch now. We'll go on a five match unbeaten run." Oh please. Please. I'd love some of that positivity, Richard. To yeah, yeah. Uh, CJ, CJ even says, would you an emphatic win? Um, okay. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the, well, this season. is like what we were feeling on Saturday, isn't it? You know, when, yeah. when we got back to 1-1, we all thought mm. that we were going to win that match. Well, with them sat around me, including myself, mm. thought we were going to win that match. Mm. So we have yeah. got some... Mm. Positive, we, you know, we are yeah. half a glass full, even though we're in the position we're in, you know. Yeah, mm. absolutely. It's the hope that kills you. Yeah, <laughs> <It is. laughs> I've, I've thought and said that so many times over the last four weeks, to be honest with you. Um, right, let's do some predictions and then uh, we'll get out of here for, for now. Uh, Mick, Tuesday, 2 1 Rotherham, yes, of course. Pen, pen's died, you can't have it. There you go, great. Joy, prediction for Tuesday. I'm going to go with Mick. I'm going to say 2-1 Rotherham. Hang on, Joey. On the nose. I'm not. 2-0 no. West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just... That's where we are at the minute, isn't it? It'd be very wrong to turn it on. Um, let's, hope, let's hope we get a new guy in. Let's hope it brings up some positivity within the players. The players need, need that weight lifting off their shoulders desperately. And I think mm. only a new manager can do this at this point. Um, for the players that are not maybe not performing how they want. Uh, let's go through some predictions. Gumbo says 4-1 to West Brom. Chaps says 3-0 to us. John Rell says 2-0 to the Tesco bags. Martin Mills says 0-2 as well. Martin Holland says 2-2. Phil says 2-0. CJ says 1-0 to the Millers. Chris Page says 0-2 as well. Yeah. yeah. Not a lot of positivity <laughs> in there, is there? And, and, and listen, that's not understandable. Yeah. <laughs> Completely it's understandable. understandable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but... Let's just say for a second that we do announce a new manager. Assuming it's not Steve Evans, then we are we going to get a new manager bounce? I mean, if it's Steve Evans, you're definitely going to get a manager bounce. Well, you're going to be bouncing down the tunnel. 
Um, anyway, so moving on. I said that that's out of order. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's entirely possible, isn't it? You know, it is. But then, but the, 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 the no, no manager bounce normally comes from the stands, doesn't it? Is when he when he comes in, whoever it is, the, the all of I mean, surely fans will just be off. Oh, finally, it yeah, won't be yeah. oh, God, we've got a new man. This is a new beginning. This is this that and the other. It's going to be finally. Yeah, yeah. I'm just hoping that Liberation seems a popular guy in, in, in football circles. So if it is him, I just hope he can like yeah, say, yeah. lift that weight off the players' shoulders and yeah, bring some man management, which is desperately, desperately needed. It, it strikes me from 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 what I've heard that. He's a proper man manager, you know. He's a person, people, and he will deal with the players and and get the players firing. Um, get these players firing, we'll be fine. Even from this position, we we can we can we can get out of it with these players. I'm I'm absolutely convinced of it. Um, but it needs somebody to be able to get the best out of them, which is which is what every club says about the players. And you know, I mean, that's not. Yeah, we'll see. There we go. Thank you all for being with us. Make sure you subscribed if you haven't already on YouTube, but we've ticked over 1,300, so thank you. When there is an announcement, there will be an emergency podcast, <laughs> whenever that may be. Um, we will go from there. Um, hopefully tomorrow, the rumors, you know, there's, there's semi-strong rumors that it's going to be tomorrow, but this time last week, I think where there were semi-strong rumors that there was something on Monday. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Shocker. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Joy, thank you for being with us tonight. It's been a, it's been a good. It's been fun's not the right word. Cathartic. <laughs> it's been tonight. <laughs> You're welcome. And thank you, Mick. Thank you very much. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> thank you all for being with us. Thank you all for the last few weeks, and we will be back soon. Uh, there'll probably be a scouting report probably Monday night, Tuesday morning as well. Either way, uh, speak to a West Brom fan. Because uh, we've got that one booked in, so keep an eye out for that as well. We'll get a bit of, bit of a breakdown for those as well. And if you're on iTunes or Spotify, again, make sure you subscribed on there and give us a five star rating wherever it allows you to do so. Thank you, Mick. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, everybody, for being here. We will see you next time. And up the Millers. Up the Millers. Up the Millers. <laughs> it's a wild, wild through a goal. Slossy beyond Bodringer. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, yes. Rotherham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Duffy. he can hit them, and he does. Oh! Oh! Duffy! Oh, has got an absolute screamer for Rotherham United. Rotherham United have secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favour, drop me off in Rotherham. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 